This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hey, it's Christy. Welcome to Do the Work. Today and every day, we'll talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. We'll discuss what emotional work looks, sounds, and feels like in our day-to-day lives. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with your God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do the Work with Chris. No, not Christy. This is Vicki, Christy's oldest sister. I suggested that she do a podcast so you, her listeners, could get to know her better. And so she invited me here today to join her in doing just that. Welcome, Christy. Vicki, thank you. I honestly thought that you had made a mistake and we're starting over at the beginning. Nope. So you're just fantastic. Good job. I'm happy to be here, Vicki, with you. Thank you. I'm excited for people to get to know you as well as I do. Um, those of you that have listened know that Christy loves to laugh, mm. and you also know that Christy is willing to cry when she feels mm. that way. Christy is an emotional being. <laughs> I didn't think I had any emotion at all until Christy taught me that we all do. Mm. I am so logical. Christy has helped me recognize emotion. Thank mm. you, Christy. You're welcome. You said I'm an emotional being. Mom used to call me Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> So thank you for saying it that way. (laughs) Well, you're not that at all. You are delightful and willing to feel sadness as well. So thank (laughs) Thank you you for being an example to me. I'm Christy's oldest sister. She is substantially younger than me. In fact, she is next to the youngest in the family. And when the baby, there are seven of us, I'm the oldest. When the baby was born, she, the baby was born, Angie, Mm -hmm. the day I started college. So Christy was just a teeny little thing. I was four. Yeah, when I I left and went to college. Yes. Okay, Christy, I'm going to ask you some questions in six general categories, some broad categories, okay? Okay. Okay. And we'll just move from one to the other. Okay, just so you know, it's a little more uncomfortable in this chair than in your chair. I don't know if it's the pillows or what's making me feel more uncomfortable. All right, here we go. Name three of your top interests. Oh, right off the top of my head. My number one interest is my relationship with my Father in Heaven and my Savior Jesus Christ. It Mm. is genuinely what matters most to me. My children, Brandon, Madison, and Ross. And then Madison's husband, Brayden, and their two little girls, and Ross and Courtney, and Brandon's girlfriend, Sarah, and her two children, really matter to me. And then there's like 39 other things that matter to me after that. But those are my, I mean, I could say some of my other interests, but those are my top two interests. I would just probably say humans in general are very interesting to me and I love to connect. Mm -hmm. And then I also really know how to have fun and I I can fill all my days with good things if I want to. <laughs> yes, and you fill them with that. That's spectacular. Okay, thank you. What do you like to do in your free time, Christy? I will I love to be outside. So if outs outside with people I love or care about is number one. So if I have free time, I'm probably thinking of some way to get on my bike or to go play tennis or pickleball or go on a hike. 
That's probably what I'm doing in my free or cleaning. That's my not my favorite thing. That's a must do. <laughs> it's a must do. But sometimes when I have free time, that's what I choose to do. Okay, good job. And how often do you find that free time um, regular, to do those things that yeah, you love regularly? I'm actually a huge believer in just a well-rounded life. I believe in working hard and playing hard, and I find time to take care of myself and to connect with other people. Beautiful. I, I do it. Well, in some way, every day I take time. You know, Vicki, I used to be, I used to like literally get bugged when people would call me before 9 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, what are they doing? It's, it's in the middle of the night. <laughs> How dare yeah, they? I really did. It's like my kids are sleeping still or whatever. And then there came a point where I realized there are things that I highly valued, my study, exercise, and I recognized if I didn't get up early, you know, this is when my kids were young, I didn't, I, they didn't get done. And so I became a morning person. P anyone who knows me today would say, oh, you're, she's a morning person. But I didn't start out that way. Those, I, I make time for the things that I value. So I you guess. expanded your day. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I go to bed pretty early too, but mm -hmm. I, I just decide, I just realized I have to make time for what I value. Beautiful. Okay, those are some general questions. Let's move into some family questions. Okay. Christy, are you more like our mother or our father? Mm. <laughs> I think I'm probably some of both of them. Our mom, as you know, is, well, now I'm embarrassed because I'm going to give all of the, their good qualities. <laughs> Let me tell you how the, great I am. Let me tell you all the best about both of them. I definitely have the good and the bad from both of them. But I do think I'm like my mom, our mom, in the way that she loves to gather people if it's on her deck when the yard looks beautiful. She does love her beautiful yard. I love you, mom. Um, she's vivacious and energetic. And she, when you're with her, I remember as an adult, probably 10 years or so, I thought, you know, when you're when you come to visit mom, generally speaking, you feel like she's just really happy that you're there. You know, you feel happy to have been there. And I love that about my mom. And I want to be like that if I'm not like that. You are like that. Thank you. And dad is a realist, like as real as they come. And I actually think I'm a realist as well. I, I am as well. Yeah, also. I think we're similar that way. I'm not a huge dreamer. I'm I'm willing and I love adventures and to do things, but it has to be in reality. Mm -hmm. I'm very much a realist. So I think I'm like both of them. I think I've always thought I'd look more like dad than mom. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more built like dad mm -hmm. than mom. So you got those broad shoulders. I, Vicky, I do. And I used to be ashamed, <laughs> but I'm going to sit up tall right now. <laughs> I think a broad shoulder is great on anybody. Well, on a, well, on a linebacker, not so much. <laughs> Not so much on an eighth grader trying to fit in. <laughs> okay. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, another question. Tell our listeners about our family's 30 years of family reunions. Oh, actually, this is an important, I think this tells so much about our family. My husband and I had about a year after we got married, we moved to Hawaii and lived there for three years. And our family, while we were, I believe it was while we were there, started having family reunions. It may have been shortly after we moved to Minnesota, but we couldn't afford to come to the first. When you say our family, you mean yours and my family, yeah, the, the big our family. family. Okay. Yeah. Started having reunions. Um, 
I think it started because, well, do you know why it started, Vic? Did I you start it? it? Vicky, you, you know me. I'm party gal. <laughs> I am not party gal. Christy is party gal. Wait, but you just thought that would be a good idea. I thought it was a great idea. Vicky, I, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> so they started having these reunions and we lived away. And so, and we couldn't afford to come, I think, to the first or first and second one or something. But for 30 years, minus last year, because I was in charge and I was going through some <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so everyone let me, we canceled last year. But I think we haven't missed a year of gathering our family. All seven children come and we used to bring all of our children and to be together, I, my kids will say it's one of their greatest childhood memories every summer to come to the family reunion. And they were mad. They're now kicked out of the family reunion because we're all, we're, we got way too big. <laughs> too darn <Yeah>. big. <laughs> and they, you know, our kids have their own families and they're, and then everybody's having their own family reunions with their kids. So we don't, we don't do that massive one anymore, but truly it was and is we just had one a couple of weeks ago and it was it for me it tells a lot about our family we would go have fun you know everyone's in charge of a meal everyone's in charge of an activity we laugh a lot a lot <laughs> we're competitive like we no cry one. a little well the truth <laughs> is almost everyone for about 15 years ended in a fight i think <laughs> So we don't just laugh, but we fight and we argue and we have totally different opinions across the board with uh, political issues and religious um, issues. And yet we can talk about it and we do talk about them. And, and I don't, I was trying to think, what did mom and dad do that no one leaves and doesn't come back? Like, it's like, uh, truthfully, I, I wish I had kept a journal of all the times, frankly, Vicky, I, it was usually me saying I'm sorry to you because I had I did not know how to hold my emotions well when I was younger. I, I did not have the tools that I have today. And so mm-hmm. I didn't know how to express myself in a responsible way. But I, I would leave mad. And then I think others, you probably others, I don't know, we would all we'd get in arguments, but, but it never stays. It's never sticks. Sometimes we take space. Sometimes someone chooses not to come to family dinner. Right. Someone, you know, but it, I know without a doubt, any of my siblings I could call on and we have a lot of fun together. Our family has changed a lot from those first reunions. But as we met again, this last couple of weeks, it just felt so tender to me that some have come and gone but there is love and acceptance in that room, yeah. in that cabin, wherever we're going. I love you, Christy. I love Thank you too. You. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for answering some family questions. Here's some living in the moment questions. Will you describe a typical day in your life? I have two kinds of days. The days that I work um, with clients mm-hmm. full time. And, and define what? Yeah. You are. Define what you are and what you do. Yes. So, so I'm a life coach and I meet with clients mm-hmm. in my office and um, or online uh, through a phone call or on Zoom. Okay. There's three different ways that I can meet with someone. And I try to pack all of those one on one set or, you know, just sessions. They're not always one on one in one 
or in a couple of two and a half days is basically what I do. So on those two days, two and a half days a week, uh huh, two okay. and a half days a week. So on those days, I wake up pretty early. Well, I usually wake up pretty early, but I get up early. I exercise. I study. Sometimes I'll do some other things for work, and then I go into sessions until um, five or six on those days, and then in the evening. I'm usually pretty tired. It's funny what's sitting in a chair. For well, it's because you get up at yeah. 3 a.m. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but it, I, lots of times I'll just come up and get something for dinner and, you know, read my texts and scroll through social media. And yeah. I love the days the voice is on. I'll watch the voice <laughs> <laughs> and then go. I, I am an early to better. So to bed at nine o'clock is like I am nailing it in my life. I love going to bed by nine. <laughs> So that's, so that's a work your work day. day. Okay. But on other days, I also podcast and I write for my podcast and I invite people to be on the podcast and I I spend um I commune, you know, all the things that are required for the podcast. And then also I have this wonderful assistant, Annika, that she and I communicate and and figure out different things that um she can help me with. And so So Christy, I'm hearing you say you have work days, two and a half days a week. Yeah, but you're trying to describe now your non-work days. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's true. I work. I would say I work in one way or another six days a week. Okay. I I work, but on my non-work days, like today was a non-work day, and I got up and I went for a walk and talked with a friend, and then I got a massage, and then I went and played tennis with my son-in-law, and now I'm here recording a podcast, and I'm I going on a hike and I mow my lawn and I do my laundry, all the things everyone else does. Listeners, I I personally don't know anybody who has as full a life as Christy Reeves. She <laughs> is pretty amazing in all that she accomplishes. You mm. truly are, Christy. That's nice, Vic. I, it's true. I truly feel so thankful for my life. I feel like I have so many blessings and I have some heartaches and I don't know. I just think that is life. I'm grateful, so thankful for so many things in my life. And I do believe life was meant to be lived. Yeah. I, I just think we have so many things that God has given us as just a gift. I mean, the fall in Utah, I I, I can't describe it, but I, I, I will look out my window. I, I have a friend, she lives in Alpine. She'll send me pictures of the sky over in Alpine and, you know, Beautiful. The clouds or, yeah, I I'm grateful for my life. My TV is used to watch shows that I enjoy. <laughs> Christy's TV is used to view the beautiful nature that she sees daily. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge TV watcher unless it's The Voice. Okay. The Voice. <laughs> I love The Voice. Yeah, <laughs> That's great. Thank mm. you, Christy. Yeah. Okay. If you get an extra three hours, what are you going to do with it? Just all the things I just told you. Okay. I'm going to fill some of that into that time. Okay. And a lot of those things include being outdoors. Is that correct? Whenever I can. Yeah. Yeah. And ho hopefully near water. I love mm. water in all of its forms. I love rivers and lakes and, oh, the ocean. I love the ocean. I love rain. The other day I went for a run and it was a cooler day and as I wore a jacket. But halfway it just started pouring and I couldn't stop smiling. I just was so happy. <laughs> it was so fun to be outside and to feel the rain on my face. And yeah, just to feel alive feels good. 
<laughs> so great. Okay, let's move from that to relationships. <laughs> what are people often surprised to find out about you, Christy? Um, that I like to be alone. Mm. Because you're considered, when I look at you, I see a highly social individual. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think that's why it feels surprising. I'm perfectly fine to go to dinner alone, or to go on a bike ride alone, or mm-hmm. a hike alone. I don't want to be alone all the time, mm-hmm. and I really don't want to be alone forever. Mm-hmm. But I, I like alone time. That that almost recharges me instead of depletes for me. But I can tell when I've been alone too long, and I will reach out. I'll reach out and try and connect with somebody. Excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What rela- relationships, oh, you already said this, what relationships are especially meaningful to you? You already said it's your relationship yeah. with God and your children and their families. It is. Those are my top, top priority. But Vicki, I have friendships that mean so much to me. And sometimes they come in the form. We've, we moved a lot and I made friends wherever I lived. And then I started playing tennis and I made friends at tennis and I went to therapy and I was in group therapy and I made great friends in group therapy. And frankly, my sisters are my, some of my dearest friends. And so my children and their people and my heavenly father, but my, my family, my siblings and my friends, I just, I really value relationships. I see that in you. I Oh, this is going to make me cry, but I'm so grateful. I I think our whole family, all of our siblings, we are social people. Mm -hmm. That came by way of our mom, I think. Mm -hmm. And and I see you as the pinnacle of Mm -hmm. being a relationship connector for people. I said to... Christy has a group of friends that she bikes with. Mm-hmm. How long was the bike ride that you just finished up with your friends? The 118 miles. 118 miles. 118 miles. Well, you, yeah, you better be friends if you're riding that long. <laughs> That's just the truth. It's either going to make a friendship or break it. <laughs> but she had gathered those people together and we were doing a little podcast discussion, those people and I. And I felt so comfortable with your friends who are bike riders, Christy, because you had brought me and another sister and a sister-in-law into that group of friends so that we could feel completely comfortable in that situation. I am really grateful for that. Thank you. I love that. The truth is my heart, I cannot reach out to as many people as my heart holds and that I love. Mm-hmm. I genuinely love. I think that's a gift that Heavenly Father gave me. I love people and they do feel like good friends. That, that I see Thank that. You. I see that. Okay, great. Let's move into delving deeper. That sounds a little scary, doesn't You're it? You're moving fast, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you could write a book, what would it be about? Trees. Really? <laughs> I love trees. So trees would be the first book. It would be of pictures of the trees that I'd taken. Picture, pictures picture of trees book. that I've taken. A picture book. Okay. And then what kind of tree would you be? 
I've actually thought about this and started writing it. <laughs> but wow. it's, it will probably never happen. But I have children's the, book. Uh huh. I just have the most beautiful photos of different trees, and I think they they're symbolic of humans in so many ways. And so, I'd like to do that. And then I would like to write a book sometime. I love to read. I think any reader mm-hmm. probably thinks, "Oh, I'd like to write a book." Mm-hmm. And I'm a I'm a pretty avid reader. I love to read. So I would love to do a book that just w- about connecting with people. And then also, I love a good r- romance. So <laughs> <laughs> I can think it in my head, but I don't know that I could ever put it down on paper. Oh, you don't have to anymore. Just you get AI? to talk right into your <laughs> oh, that's iPhone true. That's and true. then transcribe it. <laughs> you know, Vicki, here's the truth about me. I, I actually think I'm a creative person when it comes to certain things other things not a chance you know i move into my house i put things where they fit and i never think of it again i'm not yeah. creative in that kind of a, a, a way but i think in my head and particularly when i'm on my runs i start to think about um different my, poor annika she's learned now she's just like oh that's a good idea she knows it'll pass by the time <laughs> i get home because I'll, I'll send her messages and be like annika, I'm on my run, but I'm pretty sure I want to write this book. <laughs> yeah, she, she's she gotten good at just like, that's a great idea, Christine. <laughs> if I don't follow up, it's like gone with the run. But anyway, on my runs, I do feel like the, it's like my brain opens and I have all of these ideas. But it is very hard for me to sit down and write. Mm. It, it is hard for me. I'm... An undiagnosed ADD, ADHD, I'm sure of it. And it feels very uncomfortable for me to do that. I can do it. And I actually think I can write okay. Yeah. I would love to write a book. All right. Mm. Next question in Delving Deeper. If you could go into any store and get anything you wanted for free, what store would it be and what would you get? It would probably be the Jeep Cherokee car store. (laughs) (laughs) I would get a Jeep. (laughs) <laughs> and I, it would, yeah, it would be a, probably a soft top or a hard top Jeep, or it would be a convertible Mercedes store. There we go. <laughs> but I, yeah, if I, if it didn't cost me anything, I want a convertible and I love Jeeps. I would not have even thought of a car store. That is a great answer, Christy. <laughs> it's because you haven't wanted a convertible for 30 years. Not. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah, I, it doesn't go well with the skin cancer all over my face. But <laughs> if I die with the roof off, you know I died happy. <laughs> there we go. Good job. Okay, next question. Describe the most spectacular thing you have ever seen. So I I saw some of these questions and immediately when I saw that question, Vicki, and have thought about that, the most spectacular thing I've ever seen is the birth of Brandon, Madison, and Ross. Mm. I I don't think there's anything more beautiful than after carrying a baby for nine months, having them come out and and letting me hold them. So to me, that is the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. I've also seen some other really spectacular things. Honestly, one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen is when I see someone um, say I'm sorry mm-hmm. or forgive another person mm-hmm. or choose to come in and meet with me and say I want to do something better so that my relationship with this person can be better. 
to me, that's spectacular. Humility. Humility and honesty. Mm-hmm. When someone's honest, I have a friend sent, a friend that sent a Marco Polo this morning. She said she was immediately teary and she's like, I did something so terrible. And I'm like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Took her a minute to get it out. And she said, I said something about my son that I just, I, she cracked a joke at her son's expense in front of a group of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything more spectacular than someone saying, dang it, I mistake Mm -hmm. and I want to make it right Mm -hmm. she wasn't beating herself up she just knew that it didn't feel good to me that's spectacular I also cannot get over the beauty of God's creations I literally out loud will just you know I have this field behind my house and just a perfect view of the mountain behind me and sometimes when I come up from work the sun is going down and the light on the mountain and that's spectacular to me. Or the fall leaves or the breaking of a wave. Those are all just spectacular to me. You've got an artist's brain, Christy. Part mm. of you has an artist's brain. Just a tiny little part. <laughs> no, if you if you see those things as spectacular. Oh, I do. And you see them as spectacular. You don't just think them as spectacular. No. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I uh, thank you. Yeah. I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. Because if you see my drawing, you'll know it's not, there's not a lot of artist brain, but just some. <laughs> we have a lot of that in our family. <laughs> no, but Brett. We Brett gotta, has we it. Give Brett it to Brett. It. <laughs> Brett's the brother just younger than me. Hi, Brett. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that, Christy. What song, if you had to choose one song, what song really speaks to you, Christy? I really do love music. Um, the other day I was riding down the, um, through the canyon on my bike and I had my playlist on. My playlist, okay, here's the truth. No one likes my playlist. When I'm like, okay, let me be in charge of the radio. My kids are like, no, because it is a mix. Like I'll have Come Come Ye Saints and down to, um, I don't The know. devil went down to Georgia. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. But it really is just a mix of, and I'll be walking through a store and I'll put on my is it Shazam that picks up with a song and tells me what it is so I can add it to my playlist. But the other day I was riding my bike down the canyon and there's a song by a choir. I don't even know what choir, but it's on my playlist. And they're singing. It's when we all get to heaven. Really, I think it's one day is what the name of the song is. But oh, I just played it on repeat over and over and over again. So I loved I love choral music. Actually, I love mm. a beautiful choir. I love show tunes and I I just, I don't know, that day, the song One Day or When We All Get to Heaven, I loved it. And yet, and then I love a song named Georgia and I love, there's just all kinds of different, I, I really love music. But country would be your choice. Country probably speaks to me the most, yeah. Okay. And Barry Manilow. And Barry. And Donny Osmond. And Donny. Okay. <laughs> and Anne-Marie. I could keep going, <laughs> but no one would know unless you're 60 and older. I think I love those guys because you guys listen to them. Probably. Yeah, That because that was not my year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I was always a weird duck. You're a young'un. I'm a weird duck is what it is when it comes to music. Okay, great. All right, now we're going to move into getting vulnerable. Here we go, Christy. These are the kinds of questions you ask your guests. <laughs> Here we go. Do you consider yourself more needy or more independent? Yes. Mm. I consider myself I, I don't think I'd use the word needy, but I need people. 
Mm-hmm. I need help. Um, I need compassion and empathy. I need companionship. And yet I'm very independent as well. I'm capable. I feel like I'm capable. You are. I like to do, I, um, I think being the sixth of seven, there's a part of me that wants to prove that I can do something because I was at the end of the line and everybody else could already do everything. But look. You well, know. and you are of of the women in our family. I guess they're, well, I'm the only one that isn't this way, but <laughs> you are, you were the let me fix this up at home person. The such and such broke. I'm going to figure out how to fix that. Sort of. I learned that from Angie, our little sister. Okay. I, I learned, I'm like, how did she do, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I learned, I I'll do that to a degree. Angie will literally rebuild a house. If yeah, she, needs she to. has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do minor things like that, but I'm very good at just hiring someone to come and fix things too. But, but I. But of you and your ex-husband, yeah. you were the. I'll see if I can fix this wall or this doorknob or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or I'd see if he would fix it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I don't sit in broken things very often, Mm -hmm. I guess is maybe the best way to say Mm -hmm. that. I want to get that done. Yeah. So independent and needy, I think I'm a good mix of both of those. That's a nice way to be. I had a sibling call me recently um, and he had listened to my podcast on divorce. And he said, you know, Christy, I see you as just tough and you get stuff done and you're totally capable. And he said, I listened to that podcast and he said, you have pain. And you have mm-hmm. heartache. And thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it's funny because I don't see myself the way that he described me. But when he said that, I thought, that makes sense. Because I do think I present. I mean, I'm not walking around like, just want everybody to know I got I got stuff inside. You, you know? present as very capable yeah. and able. Yeah, uh-huh. which I feel like I am. And I'm human. You are. And have yeah. lots of, so I'm needy and capable or whatever your other word was well that takes insight and consciousness and humility Mm. i don't like to think of myself as needy ever yeah i don't like that yeah and you just admitted it to all your listeners (laughs) yeah i'll admit it to anyone who asks i need people i need help i need lots of things Mm. beautiful thank you christy yeah okay here's another one why is spirituality so important to you? And I ask that question because I don't know for sure what the lives of our siblings are like. I know myself. I consider you a highly spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a spiritual person, but I'm not even in the same circle as you. Mm-hmm. Why is that so important to you? You know, I think it, it, I think it started, I used to lie when I would bear my testimony about how much I love the Book of Mormon. I'd never read it, but I knew. (laughs) You like the look of it. (laughs) I wanted, I wanted to fit in, in that culture. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really grow up in a home where we studied scriptures. At all. yeah, Yeah. Did things like that. But I think I was born with the gift of faith. And so I, I've always sought for something higher or better than me, bigger than me. Um, when I was 20 and I just had Brandon, my oldest, 33 years ago, because he he just had his birthday, I was diagnosed with lupus and I was very sick. And none of us were near you to help 
No, yeah. I had, you I, were in Hawaii. I had, yeah, I was diagnosed shortly after I moved to Hawaii. And then and then I moved to Minnesota after that for five years. I became very physically ill. I, I at times, I don't know if any, if lupus can attack any part of your body. And for it's me, an autoimmune it's disorder. an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And I believe um, well, for me, it attacked my heart and my lungs, and um, it presents sometimes as arthritis, and you just have like this incredible pain, like you can't use your joints at times. I couldn't get myself in or out of the bathtub at times, or in or out of bed. I was in so much pain. That was hard for me. I, I, my independence d- it didn't go well with independence. You know, I had to ask for help on a regular basis. Yeah. And so yeah, I think it was during that from 20 to 30 yeah, I was very reliant on God. I couldn't do a lot of things physically. Um, I was sick a lot. And I just came to understand I am not the top dog here. Like there is, there's this humility that comes when you physically are incapable of doing something. And I found so much strength in Christ and in his word. And, and so, you know, over my lifespan since that time, I've had to do a lot of work of separating, you know, religion from God and man or um, we believe in the priesthood of God in, in the religion that we belong to. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had to do a lot of work to align God as God and his doctrine as his doctrine and put everything else where I believe he meant them to be all along. But anyway, that's why spirituality is important to me. I've I've done a lot of work around it and I I just trust God. I just <laughs> I just trust him even when my life has been painful at times. I just trust him. I've seen that in you. Yeah, thank you. It's it's inspiring. <laughs> thank you for your example. Yeah. Thank you, Vic. Last question. Okay, last one. (laughs) What do you do when you need to clear your mind? Of those things that you've mentioned, what is the number one thing that will clear your mind? Going for a run. Mm. Over biking Mm -hmm. or hiking? I mean, biking is good too, but if I will just put my shoes on. It is unbelievable to me what happens to my mind from mile one to mile five or six. Mm. It just, it's like I can see things more clearly. Um, What really matters comes much more into alignment for me. And yeah, I'll go for a run. And frankly, it is not good if I go several days without exercising, um, going, being outside and letting my mind open. Sometimes, sometimes I'll take my earphones and I'll listen to something. And sometimes I really love to listen to music or a podcast or my book. But lots of times I'll leave my house without my phone or my or my earphones. Just so. that worries our mother. I know <laughs> she did well, and my daughter. She's like, "That's not okay, mom. Stop doing that." But on runs around town, I, I just it feels like I just need to clear it out. And my profession, I don't recognize. I don't feel like I carry a lot of you know people's stuff lots of people will say isn't that heavy does it feel heavy to hear people's experiences and and the truth is when i'm meeting with them it never feels heavy it feels sacred and beautiful Mm -hmm. to be able to sit with someone in their pain Mm -hmm. 
But I do recognize that there's a lot in my mind and in my own personal life. And so a run clears that out for me. I think that is beautiful. Listeners, I am not a person that loves exercise. <laughs> well, it's just way. sweating that you don't I like. I don't right? like to sweat <laughs> at all. <laughs> Christy is the opposite of me. But that is beautiful that your brain can be cleared. It does, Vic. Really great. It, it really, it's like, it's like a washing almost. Like I can just let things go. Beautifully said. Thank mm-hmm. you. Christy, I love you. Thank love you, you for inviting me to come and ask you some questions so that your listeners can get to know the Christy that I know and love. Thank mm-hmm. you. I love you, Vic. Thank you for even suggesting that we do it. And I'm a pretty, I'm, someone said to me, a while back, you're pretty reserved. I mean, you're pretty private. And I thought, I am? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't am see either. that. I just thought <laughs> she probably hasn't asked me many questions, yeah. you know, because I, I am a pretty open person. And I do appreciate every person who sits in this chair and is willing to be vulnerable with me and share things. I'm a huge believer that if we'll let people see us, not only will they have more of a capacity to love, but they will be, have more capacity to love themselves and recognize that crazy things that are in my head or in, are, are the same things in their head. And we're so much more alike than we are different. Yes. I just think we can't know that if we're all trying to present, you know, our best. So I appreciate every person that sits in this chair and is vulnerable. And so when you suggested it, I, I thought, yeah, she, you suggested it a month or so ago. A couple or, months yeah. ago. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'll think about it. I don't know. But so thank you for doing this, Vicki. I love you. I know. I love you a lot. I love all of our siblings Me and too. our mom and dad. I feel very, very blessed in so many ways. But really up top is my relationship with my family of, my, of origin, my parents and my siblings. So, Vicki, at the end of every podcast, I ask, and you and I are going to ask together today, what could someone take from our podcast today and work on to do the work this week? Do you want me to start? No, okay. I'll start. You can finish. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, I loved your answer to my, are you more needy mm-hmm. or more capable and independent. I loved your answer to that. The fact that it's okay to say, I have needs Mm. and I am needy. That's what I would suggest that, that your listeners look at in themselves. What are my needs? And it's okay that I have them. Mm. It's okay that I have needs that have been met or have not been met. Mm. I'm still of value, I'm still of worth, I'm still who I am, even though I am needy at times. So I love that. That's good. Thank you, Vicki. I agree with you. Um, What I Mm -hmm. would say is find a friend or someone you love and ask questions. Mm -hmm. Get to know someone at a deeper level. I just don't think there's anything more Well, there's a lot of spectacular things, but one of the most spectacular things is to have a connected relationship with someone else. And questions are often the catalyst for seeing and knowing and understanding someone at another level. So thank you, Vicki. Thank you. You will have many choices in your days, 
and in your week. Vicki, let's say it together. We hope you'll, you'll choose, choose to, to do, do the work. work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience, or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire, and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.